The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 258. Saturday, January 31st, 2015. Welcome to the Ponch Stevenson Show. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 258. Yeah! I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah! And lead us. Lead us off. Alright, so, um... (laughs) Have you seen this thing where Paul McCartney is is collaborating with Kanye West and Uh. Rihanna? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Idiot. I don't even know what he's doing on these tracks. I mean, he's not singing. No, he's just playing a guitar or something. So anyway. Makes um, no sense. Yeah, so I, I listened to the Rihanna one. It wasn't very good. but So I listened to the Kanye West one, which is called Only One. Terrible. Now, hold, hold on. So I'm, I'm listening to this thing. I'm like, you know, this song wouldn't be so bad if, if Kanye wasn't singing into this damn robotic vocoder nonsense. The auto-tune. What's wrong with this guy? Because <laughs> he can't sing. No, I think actually he can sing. Uh, not really. No? No. Anyway, it sounds absolutely putrid. <laughs> Second of all, how do they put up with McCartney in the studio? <laughs> How does anybody put up with him? That's right. That's what I told them. You know, I did a little this and let's try a little that. And just shut up. Nah. Shut up. Uh, what are you sending me? Because I've lost my screen. Oh, what's this here? Yeah, I know. I saw. The- <laughs> so the picture, you know, like for the iTunes single, it's Kanye. It's Rihanna wearing only a denim uh, jacket, literally. Right. Uh, then it's Kanye West also wearing a denim jacket. And then to the side of them is, is Paul McCartney wearing a denim jacket and acoustic guitar. And he's, he just looks so strange. I know. <laughs> he looks like a zombie or something. You know, his hair is so, it's just so damn weird. <laughs> well, at this point, he's dyed it so much. It's like straw now. <laughs> He still has it all, though. That's impressive. Yeah, well... <laughs> so, but, does, so does Ringo. What? Yeah. Ringo Star does not have hair. <laughs> well, he shaves it. Because uh, he doesn't have much of it. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... So, what? It, so it, yeah, this, it, w- there's no point to these collaborations. <laughs> I know, I know. So I'm going to... Hold on a second. So I'm going to give you this link. There's this girl. I, I don't know how... She's maybe like 20, 21 years old. She's from England. And she has an um, a, enormous follower, uh, uh, like following on YouTube. Okay. And she's a singer. And so she covers a lot of these kind of like new, like, um, you know, pop slash, like, you know, ballad songs that have been coming out lately. A lot of them are from British artists I've never heard of. And so I'm going to send you this here. 
I listen, so this she's covering this only one song, and I think probably the first comment is still mine. Oh no, <laughs> on the video, but it is. I mean, first of all, this girl's very good, but I mean, it is unbelievable that she actually makes it sound like a very, very, very good song <laughs> compared to Kanye West, which is crap. Right, I'm, wanna, I'm looking for your comment here. It's the first one. Not on my right. screen. Uh, oh, you gotta go top comments. Maybe. I did. No, all right. Well, then I don't know. Forget it. All I said was fantastic. I said it's much better than the auto-tuned mess, which was released. <laughs> anyway, her name is Sarah Close. Uh, on YouTube, S A R A H C L O. S-E-1. Number one. So she and Mike Massey should team up. <laughs> well, Mike Massey is more about... I mean, he covers the old stuff. Yeah. He's not going to cover Kanye West. <laughs> I hope not. He's too smart. <laughs> are you listening or Tilda? What are you doing? Yeah, it's alright. It's fine. Right. I, it's thought it was I mean, very... it's better than the real version. Well, the real version was atrocious. And I hear you say, Hello, my only one. Remember who you are. You got the world, cause you got love in your hands. You're still my chosen one. So can you understand? One day you'll understand. So hit me out, hit me out. I won't go, I won't go. No goodbyes, no goodbyes, just hello, just hello. And when you cry, I will cry. When you smile, I will smile. And next time when I look in your eyes, we'll have wings and we'll fly. Hello, my only one, just like the morning sun. You'll keep on rising till the sky knows your name. You're still my chosen one. So yeah, I thought it was very, very good, and, and it's it's amazing. This girl, I mean, she has uh, how many? How do you see the number of subscribers? Hundred and seventy-five thousand. Wow, I mean, that's like angry video game nerd territory. Yeah, it's up there. I mean, most of her video, a lot of her videos, got a half a million views. Just like our customer service call video. Wow. Yeah, but that's over like 15 years. <laughs> no, it was like 5 years. No. Anyway, so that was very good. And so there's another song by our uh you know, one of the the cover artists that we like, uh, Danny McAvoy. Oh, which song? Well, he does this one, not only one, he does this one. Which of course was the Paul McCartney song. 
that I, I always liked. And he's, as usual, he does you know, a very good job on it. It's just him you know, sitting on the chair, strumming along. Which song? But this one. Which one? This one. This one you just sent me? No, no, it's, it's this one. <laughs> I know, I'm just It's this stupid. one, love. I'm being stupid. That's right, love. But that was the one we talked about the song before. That was the one where the video where it's all these like it's like kind of like like animated or something and yeah, he has the eyes drawn on his eyelids. Yeah, yeah it was good. It sounds good. Yeah. Now how does this guy only have 3900 subscribers but that woman has I don't know. 100 what, because she's a woman, that's why. <laughs> and he's this old fart you know, used to look like a flock of seagulls guy. That's not fair. No. It's ageism. I know, but he's covering old songs. Which are and better. And she's covering all the new pop songs. Old That's songs are better. Maybe they are, but the, the the young people who are on YouTube aren't looking for them. It's just me. <laughs> and me. No. Um, yeah, so that, that, was, that was nice. Um... I thought again. I thought she did an excellent job, and uh, it's it's nice to see a nice song sung by someone who can sing. Good. <laughs> so, have uh, you seen any? You know, it was weird the other night. This was a few weeks ago. So the other, I, I was sitting there, and I don't know why this popped into my mind, but I just started thinking to myself, you know. It's been a while since there's been a Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. I don't know why that popped into my mind. I hadn't seen any commercials. I hadn't heard anything. It but was, it's, the it, number one, it's the number one show on television. It's number one. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was just thinking that. And then I'm it's not... It's number one amongst people who, watching who have cotton candy for hair. Exactly. So... Seriously, the 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 next day, the very next day, yeah, I turned on the TV. It was uh, it was a Sunday night, and it was like the Celebrity Apprentice. Like what? <laughs> just out of nowhere. I said I was just thinking about this the other, like one two nights ago. The next yeah. night, I turned on the TV, Celebrity Apprentice. So anyway, the terrible cast, though. Horrible. It, this should not even be allowed to be called Celebrity Apprentice. Well, they had, like, the final appearance of Joan Rivers. <laughs> All right. Um, that's unfortunate. So they well, have... Well, they shot... The thing was, they shot it, like, a year ago. Oh. Well, then... Yeah, like, a long, long time ago. So why did it take so long for them to release it? I don't it? know. You got me... I don't know. Did they edit it or something, or... Well, anyway, so they so here's some of the people on the current 2015 Celebrity Apprentice season: yeah. Geraldo Rivera, <laughs> Jerry Rivers, right? Lorenzo Lamas, uh, who we met. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, he actually looked a little bit more human <laughs> on on that show than he did in person. In person, he looked like like a clay figure. <laughs> Terrible. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. Ian Ziering, who we also uh, met. actually we met Gilbert Godfrey and Ian yes, Ziering. Or Ian? Yes. Does he does he pronounce it Ian Ziering? I think it's Ian. Ian Ziering. 
don't know. And Keisha Knight Pulliam, a.k.a. Rudy Rudy. Rudy Huxley. I fired her immediately. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, you know, listen, I usually... Well, no, hold on. No, there are, there are other people. That you've heard of? No, but... No, well, the, the thing is, there's other people, but it's like all these people from reality shows. Uh, exactly. All That's of which have you know, horrible plastic surgery, but it's like... Yeah, they're not celebrities. <laughs> well, Johnny Damon, a baseball player... Uh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Vivica A. Fox. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot actress. about her. She was from, uh, uh, what's, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah, well, on Independence Day. Terrell Owens, the football player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, it, it absolutely horrible. I mean, obviously, at this point, who the hell are they going to get to do this show anymore? <laughs> Ooh. See, normally I'm very excited about Celebrity Apprentice because I know it's going to be so ridiculous and absurd. I don't take it seriously. I, I just know it's going to be very absurd. But I saw the intro for this new, th- this current season, Celebrity yeah. Apprentice Seven, and I was just like, "No, nah. <laughs> I'm done." Well, they also had that's one of the Jonas Brothers. Who cares? Well, the thing is, the Jonas Brothers are very popular. You would assume that would help the ratings. They fired him in the second episode, the second night. Nah. Fired him. And Gilbert Godfrey fired him. <laughs> Wait, so who's left? Nobody. They fired them. They fired Terrell Owens. They fired Lorenzo Lamas. There's not many people left. <laughs> Kate is left. Remember John and Kate? Who was that? That's Ooh, not with a the eight, With the eight kids? That's not a celebrity. I know. So yeah, I mean, there's like nobody left. It's 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 an outright disaster. So I didn't even bother with it this time. No. So what else? Well, they fired they fired Rudy. Yeah. Because she didn't call Bill Cosby to raise money. <laughs> but if she had, they how would they have aired the episode with all this nonsense? Right. Yeah, she didn't want to get groped. I guess. Yeah. Well, they're drugged. <laughs> We're going to serve Jello Gelatin for charity. Well, that was like a few seasons ago when uh, Stephen Baldwin... He, Stephen Baldwin was on it a couple times, but... Yeah. Uh, one of the times when Stephen Baldwin was on it, and, uh, and Donald Trump kept saying... Because, you know, they, they do these, um, these uh, projects to mm-hmm. raise money for charity. <clears throat> and he kept... Like, Donald Trump kept badgering Stephen Baldwin. He's like, I don't understand why you're not calling uh, uh, your brother Alec. Yeah. He just wouldn't call him. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe they, I guess they don't get along that well. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well. What can you do? So what else? Um, so remember uh, several episodes ago, uh, episodes ago you had reviewed a some kind of arcade machine? Yeah, it was uh, Dark Escape 4D. 4D. Namco. So there's a new one. Yeah, so there's a new arcade machine coming out. I've known about this for a while. Um, But it's a new Star Wars um, arcade. And I forget what... Who makes it? Uh, Sega? Namco? Sega. No, uh, let me see. Well, well, I asked because Sega made the last one. 
No, it's definitely not Sega. Let me, let me see. Where is it? I, I, I replied to something on Facebook. Oh. I mean, you say not day, Sega. Uh, like, like that's like that is, that's so uh, preposterous. Do they make... I don't think even think they make arcade games anymore. I thought they... No. I don't know. I thought they did. No. It's uh, the Star Wars Battle Pod. Okay. Star Wars Battle Pod arcade game. This is... Um, uh, Wikipedia doesn't even have what company makes it. Oh, it's running on the Unreal Engine 3, and it's developed at Bandai Namco. Oh, Namco. Yeah, Namco. So basically... Uh, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 time out. I'm looking at a picture of this. Yeah. And this looks exactly like another arcade cabinet that was at Dave & Buster's, where I played Dark Escape 4D. So they must have just taken that existing cabinet and just rebranded it Star Wars. But it was it yeah, was it was some yeah, kind of airplane they... it was some kind of airplane flying game where you're sitting in right. the cockpit yeah, and there's like a hundred and eighty degree screen yeah, and it moves. In front. Yeah, and it moves. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean why would they design an all new thing? I mean that's but that's what they always used to do. Back in Donkey Kong, they would come up with a new kit. Right. You know, when Donkey Kong Jr. came out, they didn't buy new arcade machines. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, if someone wants to play something along these lines, they don't have to wait yeah. for this to come out. They can play the existing airplane game. <clears throat> right. Anyway, so, yeah, but then they get, you know, gotta change all the kits around on it so it looks like Star Wars and whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. I mean, this is, like, for a Star Wars fan like me, I mean, this is the ultimate. You know, I've Grown up with at first the Star Wars arcade machine, the old Atari vector graphic machine, you know, and then you there was home versions of that. Um, I had a couple of them on the twenty six hundred, you know. And then there was um, I skipped over like the NES ones and stuff like that, but then eventually, you know, they started making the uh, LucasArts games on PC, the X Wing, Tie Fighter games, Dark Forces, but particularly the X Wing games. Tie Fighter games where you would they were simulations, but you would you know you would fly the ship, and you go on a mission and do stuff like that. I mean, it was so much fun, and yeah. you know those games were so good. And you know, they, then they kind of you know then they had the Star Wars arcade, like you said, with Sega in the nineties, uh, Star Wars trilogy yeah. arcade. And I think followed after that. That was a few years later. Um, so those were great, but this is like the this is the epic here. This is the one. That we've all been waiting for as, you know, arcade Star Wars fans. You know, like, super high definition, and you could play, you know, the old, you know, scenes from the movies, and it moves around, and it, it's just... You know, finally, you can be in the movie! You don't have to go down to Disney World and go on that yeah, stupid well, Star Tours. Well, we hope. Yeah, well. So I was saying to some people that, you know, this could be the first arcade machine... You know, new arcade machine in like 20 years where you may actually have a line. Yeah, yeah. You know, to go use it. So the existing game cabinet and technology that Namco's basing this off of is another, like I said, a previous Namco game yeah. called Mach Storm. M-A-C-H Storm. Yeah. Dome Screen Dogfight. Mach Storm. Yeah, I mean, that looks pretty cool too. Yeah. 
It looks, certainly looks better than Mach 3. Yes. <laughs> the old laser disc game. Yeah. Garbage. And, uh, and, garbage. and Mock Storm also came out, just like Dark Escape 4D. Mock Storm also came out in 2013. All right. Cool. All right. So what? So this is coming out this year? I believe so, yeah. The Star Wars one? What's it called again? Battle Pod? Battle Pod. Namco Star Wars Battle Pod. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Ponch Stevenson Show. Awesome. Um, oh, Weird Al announced his tour dates. Oh. Any New Jersey? I'm scanning. He usually, he usually comes to New Jersey. He's at Governor's Ball Musical Festival June 7th in New York. I don't know where that is. Don't know. Um, Baston. He's at some places in in Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, bu- 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 I'm scanning through here. Uh, those places are too far. He's going to Louisville. What do you care? Kentucky. Well, Joe in Kentucky. He still listens. That, no, I doubt it, but... <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> And even if he does, I don't think he's going to go to a Weird Al concert. Hey, Greenville, uh, South Carolina. Mm. Yeah, I don't see anything else. Albany, That's Buffalo. Let's go to Buffalo. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, he's doing like the Sands Casino in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That's not that that far. It's maybe like yeah, I've been there actually. seventy minutes or something. Yeah. It's doable. Uh, what? It's doable. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if nothing else, it's somewhat doable. But I don't see. Yeah, I don't see anything else. I don't see any like Atlantic City. No. What about Sweden? <laughs> no thanks. Could go there. Um, Governor's Ball. Where is that musical festival? June fifth through the seventh. Oh, it's on Randall's Island. <clears throat> I would think for someone who had the number one album. He'd yeah. be he'd be playing a little bit more, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 bigger places than. Mm. I mean, I I know he's always said he keeps he like sticks to the smaller places because he wants people to have a good time and, and. Well, here's the problem with this governor's ball. It's it's a festival, and I hate festivals because they're hundreds of dollars. Right. Well, the minimum is two hundred and sixteen dollars. Oh, it's nonsensical. $260. Well, that's for the three-day. I mean, even if they sell when they... They'll probably eventually sell, like, a one-day. But you know it's going to be, like, 100 bucks or yeah, more. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. That's terrible. I'd rather go to the, the casino. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because they're, like, Lake Street Dive. They're playing at something uh, in, at some point in May or something that, like, Robert Plant is playing. There's all kinds of bands. But, again, it's, like, it's like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, but you know, because there's like oh, there's like fifteen major bands. But well, uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, so Weird Al, we'll have to keep that at some point in the calendar. There, I was in the summer. Anyway, um, uh, what else do I got here? Oh, so I guess I'll um, I'll talk about a couple of the uh, celebrity. Uh, meats that I've had lately. Yeah. 
So uh, it's in January. So, um, well, it's this is not even. This goes back. I think this was back in December. In fact, oh no, it was January. But I um uh, I met Hugh Jackman. You know, Wolverine. Huge Ackman. <laughs> yeah. So, Hugh Jackman... Um, oh, by the way, of... he was in that, that horrendous movie 43. Well, everybody was in it. Awful. Except us. He had male <laughs> private parts sticking out of his neck. <laughs> okay. That right. shows you the level of this movie. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyway, all right. So, Hugh Ackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman... Um... He was on Broadway in something called The River. Um, I don't even know if it's still out, but um, I mean, he, he's fantastic when I mean, you meet him in, in person like that. He always stops, you know, signs as much as he can, takes as many pictures as he can, you know, within reason. Right. You know, he's very nice. So I got him before his show as he was arriving, and I was out there in the freezing cold for a, for a while because I didn't know when he was going to come. And he showed up, and I didn't even see him. He just kind of popped out of the middle of nowhere. And he's like, ah, oh, what you got there? <laughs> and I, I I showed him, and he signed it. And I had a couple of DVD covers of some X-Men movies, and he signed those, and I got a picture with him. So that was very cool. In the, the marked-out sort of, you know, the combo hunting, autograph, picture hunting, you know, um, society... Hugh Jackman is kind of an is one of the easier guys, but he's also someone. It's like, you know, it's it's like if you're collecting NES games and you don't have Super Mario Brothers two, right? You know, or three. You know what I mean? Like they're popular, but I mean you gotta have them. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna have thirty Nintendo games, you gotta have them. Right. So he was the kind of guy you had to have. So I got him, and so then right after I got him, I'm like, oh, I still got time. So two blocks over was uh, the Broadway theater that was playing The Last Ship, which was Sting's play. You know, the, the musician, Sting. He did a play? Well, he wrote it. Oh, boy. He wrote all the music a few years ago. And you went to this thing? No, I just, I didn't go to see the play. Oh, okay. But here's the thing that annoyed me. I didn't, I didn't even know who was in it originally. The original guy was one of his friends that he had in the... In the production was this guy jimmy nail okay who's a british singer and he was in that remember that movie i, I would say i love still crazy yeah he was in that movie oh. if i had known i could have gotten his autograph damn Let's go back no he got replaced in november because nobody was buying any tickets uh. so sting had to replace him himself <laughs> yeah right he just wanted well, that was just his ego no, oh, no, whatever. But so Sting, I knew I, I knew that he was kind of ornery. <laughs> so it wasn't even that cold that it was in the forties. He shows up. There's nobody else waiting there but me, and I had a police album with me. And he just he showed up so quickly, I didn't have time. And he was like running into the door, and I'm like, oh wait, wait, Sting, can I get a picture? And he's like, he's like, all right, make it quick. <laughs> and so I'm holding the camera in front of us, you know, taking the picture, and he's like. He's like, nobody's even going to know who it is. It's just a guy in a scuff. I'm like, what the, what's he talking about? <laughs> so then afterwards, I look at it. it. The picture came out perfectly, except it's Sting, and he had the freaking scarf over his mouth and didn't take it off. <laughs> Why didn't he take it off? 
I don't know. He's the one who pointed out no one's going to yeah. know who it is. So you would think, I, I would think he would be like, oh, wait a he minute. Let me it. just lower the scar. Okay, there we go. Take the picture. Shark. Oh, man. So, all right. So then, several weeks later, um, I'm out there with uh, a, a friend, Jeremiah, who also does all this stuff. Um, he wanted a picture with Sting. And I wanted him to sign the police album. So we go again. We go before the show. Here he comes. There were some other people there waiting as well. He shows up and he goes and he's like, all right, let's go. And then people were taking pictures. So Jeremiah took his picture with him. And as he was taking the picture, Sting like turned his face and like looked at him like with this look. (laughs) And he, he took it. So he was mad because he likes the pictures with the people like looking forward. Yeah. And rather to the side. And so he asked him again. He's like, no, nah, you already got a picture. Okay. And he's like, and so he wouldn't do it. <laughs> and then he looked at my album and he's like, I'm not signing that. Why? Well, he he doesn't want to, he didn't want to sign any like non like, uh, you know, Broadway merchandise or whatever. So Jeez, what is wrong with this guy? Anyway, so why is he always so like <laughs> so nasty? Moody. Yeah, he's moody. So um, that didn't work out too well. So later that night, um, so then we, we eventually went to another c- couple other places and, and to get warm because it was really cold. Yeah. We went to, um, the Toys R Us that's in Times Square. I don't think I'd ever been, I don't think I've ever been in that one before. The big, but they've the big had, Toys R Us. Yeah. So they've had this like animatronic, like full size T Rex, you know, like from the Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. And this, like, mini Jurassic Park set. But apparently they've had it there for, for you know, like, 20 years. I just never knew. Mm. They have the big Ferris wheel. Yeah, the Ferris wheel. made there. out of Legos. Yeah. Uh, so I got a picture of me. Uh, this, would, this is right up Esteban's alley. You know, going to one of these, like, toy stores and, and taking your picture with something goofy. <laughs> so a picture of me with the T-Rex. Oh, good. Wait, where did so the, you... I think that counts as a celebrity uh, encounter. Where did you post that? I, I I'll put it on the Paunch uh, Facebook. You know, once the episode comes out. Cool. I mean, unless you wanted to see it, I could send it to you right now. But no, it's posted. Right, fine. Anyway, so um, we get warm, and we go back out. He wanted uh, just Jeremiah. He wanted uh, to get. Um, there was a play called Constellations. <clears throat> which is wrapping up, and it's starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and this English actress, Ruth Wilson. So okay. at first, I didn't know who he was talking about. I thought when he said Ruth Wilson, I thought he meant Tom Hanks' wife, Rita Wilson. Uh... So I'm like, oh, I don't I don't care about Rita Wilson. Is Tom Hanks going to be there? So... Um, no, it was Ruth Wilson. If I had known, I would have brought like something for her to sign, like a DVD cover or something like that. She, w- I remember her from this really, really bad, short-lived remake that AMC did of The Prisoner. Hmm. That was like several years ago. I don't know if you remember that. You remember the original pr- Prisoner show with uh, um, uh, McGowan, Patrick McGowan? No. <laughs> it was the Eng- it was like the English show where the guys like, all right I'm just, but you know like the cult status of it right, right. well the, the remake was awful um but I kind of liked it 
But I remember her from that. She's in a in a uh, HBO show or Showtime show now called The Affair. Been in some other stuff. So I I didn't. But she's a pretty good looking actress. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll get a picture. So um, now you said Gyllenhaal is a little bit ornery as well. Where if he's at one of these Broadway plays that he's doing, and you don't have like the the you know like the playbill or something like that from the show, he won't sign anything. And apparently, even to this Jeremiah fellow, he even a few times was, he's like, he's like, when he went to get him, he's like, oh, you, you didn't, you didn't come to see the show. And he's like, oh, yes, I did. He's like, no, you didn't and didn't sign anything. How does he know? Because he didn't have, he, he, you know, he wanted them to sign like a DVD or something. Oh. What does he care? He's a millionaire. What does he care? I don't know. Just sign the stupid piece of paper. Supposedly, his sister Maggie, who also does Broadway shows, it will it's impossible to get. Like Jeez. she won't do anything. And she was in a show recently, Broadway, with uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. You know Obi Wan. Yeah. And he also is like impossible. Won't do anything. It's very strange. These people. Jeez, man, they got to get over themselves. So, um, anyway, finish up. Ruth Wilson came out. She was very nice. She signed a pl- a playbill. Basically, the Jeremiah he had to like go and steal some playbills because it was the only way the guy was going to sign anything. So she signed that for me. Took a picture. And now wait, Gyllenhaal- wait, wait, wait. Did he ultimately get Gyllenhaal's? Yes, we all got it. Oh, okay, all right. So he came out because we were there early. So we were at you know prime location, right, right on the railing. So he came out. And he was as he was signing it, I also brought a Donnie Darko DVD. Yeah. <laughs> and I held it, like, together with the other thing. So he signed that, and then he signed the Donnie Darko. And then he kind of looked up at me. And he, he looked at me with this, like, look on him, like... I couldn't tell if it was disgust. <laughs> or what the hell the deal was, but... He just looked at me for real fast, and I was like, okay... And so... And, and they I wanted to get the picture, so then... He was doing something with the guy next to me... And the, Jeremiah was yelling at him, like, wait, 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 can we get a picture? And then he turned around, I got the picture with him, but he's, like, really grouchy looking. Jeez. So I guess he's a bit of a grouch. I don't know. I don't get so, that. So anyway, after that, uh, Jeremiah and, and his friend, they went somewhere else. So after I met, I left him, um, I knew I had some time I could have gone to go back to the Sting location. So... Um, what I did was I went into the theater because um, even though the, you know, was still going on, you know, whatever. And so I went in there because they had like their own gift shop when you first go in and they were selling stuff for the play. And so I'm like, all right, give me that. It was a CD of the cast recording. Mm-hmm. That was like 10 bucks. So um, I got that. I went back on the railing there and uh, he Sting did sign it. Even though I held out that and the police album, uh, he did not sign the police album. He just signed that thing. And I tried to get a picture, another picture with him, but it was impossible. There was too many people. Yeah. So that was crazy. Do you think he would have remembered you? Nah. <laughs> how many? You know how many people the guy sees? I know. Every night but... there? <laughs> he didn't even look look at me at first. Oh, He's just no. like, ah, I'm not signing that. I'm like, nah. So, um, a jerk. yeah. So in addition to him, to those guys, uh, um, also in January, Olivia Munn, who I'm, well, you've I'm a, met her, before. Yes. I met her. I went over to her book signing. 
Um, she signed the inner poster on her book to the Porn Stevenson show. You know, um, you know the whole nine yards. So she's gotten more popular now. She's doing more shows and movies and stuff like that. So she was doing a Q&A at the Apple Store. You know, downtown. Yeah, why? Why the Apple Store? Well, the Apple Store does this. They do this meet the filmmakers, meet the actor thing. <laughs> why? And then George Lopez was coming on after her. <laughs> but the here's the problem George with Apple. George Lopez. Here's the problem with Apple. There is no website, okay, or anything like that, to keep track, no mailing list, nothing, to keep track of these events. Okay. I, it's insane. I'm like, well, how does anybody even know about these things? They don't even publicize them. Well, how did you know? She tweeted it out the night before. Uh, oh, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, but so she she was there. She did a Q and A, which was funny and all. And um, and I know that she's very good with the fans, so she would stay and and sign stuff. So. She went off to the side and was starting to take pictures and signing things. And there was, you know, a lot of people, you know, in line there. And um, so eventually the Apple Store people were like, oh, look, George Lopez has to come out. So everybody leave. <laughs> okay. So they kicked everybody out. But I know her. I know how she is. So I ran around the, the bend. And there were some, like, paparazzi people there with, you know, at the back on the side door. So I went over there, and when she came out, I was like, hey, hey, I was in the line. She's like, yeah, I saw you there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and uh, I got, a, I got a, uh, a photo with her. Now, did she remember you? No. From, no, from the book signing? Well, I said, I said, hey, you know, I was at your book signing like five years ago. She's like, oh, yeah, thank you, thank you, and you know, whatever. But the thing was, I had no time to do any of this. So, because it, it was at five o'clock, it was ridiculous. Um, so what I wound up doing was, cause I only knew the night before, what I wound up doing was, um, it, it just so happened. I, this, I never been able to do this. It just so happened that we were doing something uh, with my work where our, you know, our main office is in, in New York city, which I hardly ever go to, but we were, there was something going on where I actually had to go there earlier in the day. So I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'll just hang around there until like four and then leave. So I did that. I took the train downtown, and I wanted. She was just in like a uh, like a, a magazine, Popular Mechanics. Mm-hmm. Wait, and I wanted. Why? I don't know because she she has still does this like I'm a nerd thing, uh, even though she's not. So she's not right. Of course she's not. Anyway, so I wanted to to get it and get it signed. So I went into a Barnes and Noble uh, downtown there, and they had like one copy, and it was all beat up. I'm like what the hell? <laughs> so I couldn't get anything signed. I mean, I had the book, and I've sent her. I sent her another different magazine last year in the mail. Uh, eventually, when she gets to it, she'll sign it, and bring, send it back. You know, months and months later. Jeez. But uh, yeah, so that was cool. You know, Olivia Munn. And oh, one and one more. So uh, you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Just pre- re-premiered, you know, recently. Yes. And the first episode was the gang was on a, a flight from Philadelphia to L.A., which was stopping over in, like, North Dakota or something. Okay. Uh, I guess you didn't watch it. It's on the DVR. Uh, well, it's because I've been doing the Lost Marathon. Well, I'll have to spoil it. Spoil it. 
So I'll still they, watch it. It's funny. They thought they heard this like urban legend that baseball player Wade Boggs <laughs> drank uh, like seventy beers on a cross country flight from you know I guess the East Coast to um, to L.A. And so they're like, hey, we're gonna beat, we're gonna break that record. <laughs> so they kept all the, so they're like the four of them all, except for Mac. Mac was like the referee. Yeah. But the four of them, like Dennis, D, Charlie, and, uh, and, uh, who's the father? Frank. Frank, yeah. So, so they kept ordering beers, um, you know, on credit card and on the plane. And then, they, you know, as they were getting drunker, they were getting more and more, you know, um, uh, you know, um, out of control and annoying and you know so then they cut them off and then Mac had to go like and find his suitcase which was full of like 200 beers and it was very funny so each like one and one one by one they got like so drunk that they just like passed out or something yeah and it was eventually that Charlie was the last one standing and he was like you know like you know he couldn't even speak right he was just talking in gibberish it was it was a funny episode so at some point when he's like hallucinating from, you know, drinking 70 beers, he hallucinates that he's talking to Wade Boggs on the plane. And then they had, and so in the, in this hallucination, they had the real Wade Boggs. Oh. You know, on the plane. So that was funny. So, um, uh, this morning, in fact, there was some celebrity show in New Jersey where they had a bunch of like, uh, mostly Yankee guys, but. You know, retired baseball players signing. So one of them, I only got a couple of guys, but one of them was Wade Boggs. And I already have him um, uh, signed. So I just wanted to get a picture with him. Mm. And uh, normally, like, even at these things, they'll usually do a photo with you at the table. Yeah. But I didn't want to pay more money to have anything signed, so I just got the photo off. So I got I got the uh, the photo with Wade Boggs, and as I I, I went up to him, I was like, "Hey, I just saw you, and it's always sunny. It's funny." He's like, "Yeah, hey, that was a good episode to do." <laughs> Wade Boggs, you don't know what? Play on Always Sunny. Yeah, that was oh, that was a cute episode. Three, ready? One, two, three. Here we go. Have a good day. Thank you. Uh -huh. I didn't have much else to say. Was he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Uh, no. I know he always does. <laughs> oh, well. I didn't have a Hawaiian shirt on, and he was not—he was not promoting some kind of hair loss treatment. <laughs> uh. And the other one, the well, the other guy I got was a, another old Yankees third baseman, Mike Pagliarulo, who was also known as Pags. Pags. Yeah, Pags. Remember, there was like some kid in high that was in like high school. And we were in the middle school, and we kept calling him Italiano Pags. Yes. Where did these, where did these names come from? <laughs> I don't know. Especially since he didn't even have an Italian name. I don't know. Right, his name was like Robert Roberts or something. <laughs> I don't know. Italiano Pags. Yeah. So that's that. Um. And then one other thing I would mention, I, I, I was listening, I saw this on another podcast. Um, I didn't even know who this guy was, but he's a voice actor. His name is Tim Kitzrow. What does he do? K-I-T-Z-R-O-W. 
Well, he does he does um, like voiceovers and and stuff. But back in the day, and he does stand up comedy too. But back in the day, he was the guy that Acclaim hired to do the voice in NBA Jam and some of their other games. Uh, Remember the guy like, is it the shoes? Right. He's on fire. Boom He's shakalaka. on fire. Yeah. yeah, well, that was the trademark was boom shakalaka. Right. So recently, the reason I found this guy I was recently somebody found and dumped a ROM uh, of NBA Jam called I know, NBA. I know what you're going to say. NBA Jam Triple X. Right. I read How'd about How do you know that. about that? Huh? How do you know about that? I read about it. Yeah. Where they were From just what goofing. I posted? No, they were just goofing around and like the guy was. Yeah, they were like swearing and stuff. Right, right. It wasn't meant to be in the final product. Right, right. They were it was just all joking. outtakes. It was outtakes, but I guess way back when they put them in the game. And I guess somebody found the cartridge and, and dumped it. So you, if you have like an emulator or flash card or something, Super Nintendo, you can play uh, like an you know like an R-rated NBA Jam where they're swearing the whole time. <laughs> NBA and, Jam, yeah. And I don't know if you you know this, but um, he also one of the other things he did was I, I don't think he did it for Saturday Night Live. I don't, he did something where he he did like a Don Pardo impersonation. Mm. I don't know about but, but he, that. Yeah, I don't. He did. He imitated Don Pardo for something or other. I don't know what. But they, it was actually did it fairly well. well so do you? That's right. It's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> See, that's what I should have done when I when I saw um, Warren Michaels at one time recently. I should have been up like oh, I can do Don Pardo. Wait, you met Lauren Michaels? Yeah. When I when I remember when I told you about when I met Chunk, yeah. the guy from the Goonies. Yeah, you didn't say Lorne Michaels. Yeah, well, it was a Saturday. I, there were Saturday Live people. I had pictures. You with. said Vanessa Bayer. That was it. Oh, I thought I said Lorne Michaels. No. Well, well, I didn't meet him. He got out of his limousine with his date and ran in. Oh, I didn't try and stop him, but I guess I could have. Hey, who fans, it's Tim Kittrow, the original voice of NBA Jam. Everyone remembers lines like, Boom Shakalaka, he's heating up, and he's on fire! But anyway, yeah. Oh, Lorne Michael. Uh, and then there's also an update on Richard Simmons. Ah, uh, what? What? Richard Simmons? Well, on TMZ, they kept reporting that no one's heard from Richard Simmons for like a year. They're like, you know, where is this guy? Right. And, um... So yeah, um, apparently he's fine. They sent somebody sent the cops to his house, and he's like, uh, he has like a bad knee or something. And he's like, I don't know, I just needed a break. <laughs> Did he get fat? Nah, they just I don't know. They just said he had a beard. Oh, he will be sixty-seven this year. Yeah, he's short. He's only five feet six inches tall. Right. The short guy, um, which is fine. I'm just saying. I just, mm. I don't know. Like, like you said in a, a a recent episode, these um these celebrities are much shorter than they seem. Yeah. Well, compared to me, <laughs> compared to anybody. 
I have a celebrity uh, death. Uh, wow, where did this come from? So, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard of this. Well, no, you've, you've heard of this guy. He was born March 9th, 1926, mm. in the Bronx, New York. He died January 24th, 2015, 88 years old. Uh, this was not his real name, but Joe Franklin. Oh, yeah, Joe Franklin. His real name was Joe Fortgang. But Joe Franklin. And what's his, can you explain his claim to fame? Not really. Oh, he was on well, the radio, wasn't he? Well, no, he had these like um, low-budget local access TV shows where he would get these uh, okay. up-and-coming celebrities, uh, uh, music, you know, music acts. It was like, like, it was like Uncle Floyd. Yeah. So uh yeah, so on, on the Joe Franklin show, like in the in the um uh, Or uh, like, uh who was the guy from Italy? Nunzio? Uh, Umberto um, um, Umberto of Naples. <laughs> no, so Joe Franklin, like in this nineteen seventy Umberto of Naples, was a gun man you meet the you meet the white box, eh? play baseball, eat a lot of omaipa, eat the chicken, eh? <laughs> Listen. By the way, Wade Boggs' Twitter handle is chickenman3010. Why? Well, 3010 is the number of hits he had in the major leagues. Oh, but why chicken man? Because, you know, he, there was this lore, I don't think, I guess it was somewhat true, but he ate a whole chicken before every game. Oh. A boiled Should, chicken. Shouldn't it be beer man? No, chicken man. From the from what you just said, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Well, I know, but that was that was a lie. Oh, okay. So anyway, so yeah, in the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties, Joe Franklin had uh, John Lennon, Madonna, yeah. Andy Warhol, the Ramones, Captain right. Lou Albano, uh, everybody. This guy had mm. every Weird Al was on the show, like this little rinky dink low budget show. Right. How is this even possible? I think a lot of them did it like as a goof back then. It's kind of like us. He's, he claimed to have interviewed over 300,000 guests. Yeah, well, that no. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. His show, yes, his show did start out, whatever. But eventually it was on, on the local ABC affiliate. Then I remember it was on WOR for forever, you know, for the, the for the entire run that you're thinking about, thirty years, it was on WOR. I know, so it wasn't like I know, but huh? it, it wasn't like uh, you know he's getting all these big, huge names, but it wasn't yeah. like a Tonight Show type of big major production. It was like basically know. him in a closet with like a camcorder. He was in the Ghostbusters. I remember that as himself. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was strange. I guess I don't know. Seems weird to me. If I remember right, I think he was the guy that was interviewing, um, I think it was Dan Aykroyd, and I think he was the guy that says, I'm going to ask a question that's on everybody's mind. Um, uh, have you seen Elvis? Is he is he alive and how's he doing? It was something like that. <laughs> okay, why? You know, you know, <laughs> Elvis, I don't know. 
Is it just the mist that doesn't have arms and legs? As they say in TV, I'm sure there's one big question on everybody's mind, and I imagine you are the man to answer that. How is Elvis, and have you seen him lately? You have ghosts of a freaky ghost, baby. You better call. So anyway, he's dead now. Joe Franklin yeah. is dead. 88. No more Joe Franklin. Ah, well. Well, he hasn't been on TV for 20 years. <laughs> True. Well. What else? Anything else? Um. Do you remember? Actually, all right. Speaking away, that this is the last thing. Last. Thing. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. There's one other thing. I just saw on Facebook uh, our friend Jacques Silbert. Yes. Jack Silbert. Um, In New Jersey. Yes. Uh, he's posting about these, you know, these hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> and how now the newest trend for the hipsters is to look like people looked in like 18, you know, 90. Right. You know, they have these like handlebar mustaches and these... You know, one foot long beards, ZZ Top beards and everything. Yeah, they look like old <laughs> prospectors. Right. Well, that was what, remember when I told us her Lake Street Dive and the, the bassist, bass player, she came out, some guy was she was with, and he had that like handlebar mustache thing going. And I was like, I was like, gee, what, what what's the deal with this guy? <laughs> That's how people look now. The hipsters. <laughs> the hipsters. <laughs> Well, it's like, and so then I saw this this picture of this guy he took on the train and the subway or something. I was like, oh, I, th- I thought it was the Mumford guy. It <laughs> could be. They all look like that now. Oh, God, Mumford. They look like hobos. Right, so we, yeah. So what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, so speaking of Wade Boggs, I'll just do this quick. But speaking of Wade Boggs, uh, you know, you, again, you and I, we grew up during the the 1980s. And 1990s, but especially in the 1980s... He was on Cheers. Do you read... Oh, he was? Yeah, he was on an episode of Cheers where they were having the bar war with Gary's. Oh. And Gary sent him, like, to, to deliver something as, like, a truce. And they didn't think it was the real Wade Boggs, so they accosted him and, like, beat him up. <laughs> well, anyway, do you remember the baseball cards mm-hmm. called Sports Flicks? Absolutely, yes. Weren't those cool? Yeah, they were. They still make stuff like that. Yeah, the lenticular magic yeah, motion. Lenticular. Well, you can get like DVD, Blu-ray co- special covers that are lenticular. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for like, for you know, we they were trading cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember good. at the time. See, at the time you had the tops wax packs yeah. for whatever. You used they to were. be able to get them in. Um, they used to have some of them, huh? Abbots. I know. No, I'm saying they used to have some of them in like um, some. They would have made small ones, like little disc ones, and those would come in like like Cheetos and oh yeah, you know stuff cereal. Like that. Yeah, cereal box. Yeah, like some of the the like Drakes. Some they they would have them in there too, like the the cupcakes. Yeah, for for those who aren't familiar with the sports flicks uh, baseball cards in the 1980s, like it was like late 80s maybe even early 1990s yeah. but um it was it wasn't just a still picture of the baseball player it was the lenticular uh magic motion thing where you would yeah, tilt so it, it was, back and forth and it was like an animation of the player swinging the bat or throwing the ball yeah or it would be like three different still shots that it would it 
would like shift the monks. Right. So one of the things, so they were cool, but one of the things I remember about them was when we were growing up, a pack of tops baseball cards with the stick of gum was uh, what was maybe twenty five cents or fifty cents. Yeah. And then they had, so they had the regular baseball cards like that. But then they also had the smaller um, pack of stickers, top yeah. stickers, and they would sell the st- the the annual sticker yeah, yeah. book. I still have, yeah, I still have my sticker books. And they were like, God, they were like twenty five cents a pack. They were nothing. Oh yeah, 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 and I remember I would just buy so many packs of those, and, and yeah, because you could never complete the book of because course. you would always get the same freaking guys. Of course, yep, they did that on purpose, and then, but then so again a quarter, and you'd get like ten stickers in the pack. Or, or, well, there were order forms you could order individual ones over the, and, and I did that one time oh. to fill up my book. <laughs> I was obsessed about it. But anyway, yeah, so those were, those sticker packs were a quarter, and I think, like, again, it was maybe ten in a pack or something like yeah. that. And then the regular, little bit bigger cardboard cards with the gum inside the pack were, again, a quarter or fifty cents, and you'd get probably, yeah, like, yeah, ten yeah, in a yeah, pack. Right. But then with points. sports flicks, it was, like, seventy-five cents for And two, it was only three cards. Yeah, three cards. Yeah. What That's the heck? Those only the sports flicks were only around for like two years. Yeah, it was a few years. And then because they nobody would buy them. I loved them, but they were just so expensive at the time. And then many, then several years later, I remember this when the tops uh, were. They were basically the first ones that come out with a back at that point in the eighties. All up until that point, all the cards were very. They were very like, like um, cheap. Cheap, yes. Low they quality. Yeah, they weren't glossy. They were very rough, whatever. And and 1991, the tops came up with Stadium Club. Premium. The, yeah, they were like the first glossy ones. So those came out. And I remember when they first came out, they were around $2 a pack. Yeah. And I'm not kidding At you. At first. Within, yes. Within like a month and a half. Because apparently, oh, you couldn't get them. And that, that was nonsense. <laughs> Within like a month and a half, they were up to twelve dollars a pack. I remember. Not. I, I'm not this even. This is in 1991. Hold on, hold on. I'm not even joking around. I'm absolutely serious. I remember some baseball card stores charging at least forty five dollars a pack. No. Yes. God, that's nonsense. Not for it didn't last long, but there were literally like I, I swear to God, it was like forty forty five dollars a pack. Yeah, and it was insanity. It was crazy. And then the next year, they came Fleer, which was another company. Yeah, they came out with the Fleer Ultra. Yep, which were also like that, very glossy and high quality. When they first came out, they were around maybe thirty dollars a box, something like that. A, a box of thirty six packs. Yeah, something. So, and again, because I've said it before, my father had the baseball card store back then. This is in like nineteen ninety two. It got so ridiculous, he his suppliers couldn't get it. <laughs> they were selling out too quickly. Wow. The only way you could get them was if you bought a case. Yeah. Which was a case of like, you know, 30 boxes. Right. And I think we did we did buy one case. It was so crazy. You know, we would a lot of times we would have like we would have the box of cards. Of packs, and we they, the box of pack that we opened, that people could buy individual packs, and underneath maybe we would have one or two sealed boxes 
Yeah. You know, so when that ran out. And for the most part, we never sold those individually. Because you would always make money, more money selling individual packs. Yeah. That was so, that one was so crazy. I, I remember I would go on my bicycle and ride to the next ter- town over on my bike and buy like the, cause they would have like boxes there. Maybe they would have some left. Mm-hmm. And we always seemed to have the more rabid, more insane customers. <laughs> course i would go and these were our competitors you know? belleville new would, jersey yeah i would ride over to nutley the next town over and you know on my bike because i couldn't drive my car then and my father couldn't leave the store i'd ride over there and we would buy the boxes from them at a little bit more than the wholesale cost or whatever and i would ride them back in my book in my book bag you know like three boxes i would ride them back and we would sell them for like ninety, a hundred dollars. Yeah. So we were making like fifty, sixty dollars easily on every box. It was insane. I know. It wasn't even packs. We were selling boxes. I know. Boxes of them. You had Stadium Club. You had Fleer Ultra. You yeah. had uh, and Pinnacle. You had yes, Donruss Studio. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, within, man, it was nuts. Yes, and not uh, upper, upper deck. deck. Yeah, the upper deck. And SP. Not, yeah. Not kidding you. Within like a month or two after all this hoopla, you couldn't sell the box if you wanted for twenty bucks. <laughs> I mean, everything was worthless at that point after the hoopla had died down. It's crazy. Yeah, it was very silly. Yeah. Do you remember Action Packed? Yes, Action the football. Yeah, they were embossed football. They were card. embossed foil. Yes. And those sold for a ridiculous amount of money for a while. <laughs> they were only around for a few years too because they were too expensive. Yeah, the company, I think the company went under or something like that. Pro Set. Pro Set was, was no, cheap. Those they were like, I remember, again, this was around 1990, 91-ish, and I remember buying a whole bunch of packs of Pro Set football cards. And this was when the whole craze, the whole trading card craze yeah. was like at its peak. Well, they peak. had the Super Bowl cards in there. Yeah, well, no, but here's the thing. It was, the, 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 the trading card nonsense was at its insane peak. Right. And comic books and all that kind of stuff. All, all this like little children's hobby. Comic books, comic books was a couple of years later, but. But here, but listen, so Pro Set, the football cards, everybody's going nuts. And they had their own. It was Pro Set Platinum. It was yeah. their up, up, upscale. And I had so many, I had bought so many packs of Pro Set trying to make a set. Yeah. And then I remember, and you know, we would buy the Beckett price guides and the Tough Stuff price guides, and I would keep track every month and what's worth what. Uh, well, that was a that was a scam in and of itself. I know, I know. They would but, invent prices. I know, but then several months later, I would get the new price guide and be like, uh, wait, 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 what? And like the pro set, like again, this nineteen, I can't remember, it was nineteen ninety ninety one. The set was the, worth like three dollars. It was literally like pennies. Uh, and again, I'm you know what, what are we? Twelve years old, thirteen yeah. years old. I'm like, we don't have money. <laughs> so like, I spent over the course of a couple years the accumulation of like hundreds of dollars on these packs of cards, and I, now they're <laughs> worth pennies. I remember. What I the heck? Was, didn't your father buy all those Elvis cards? We bought everything. We bought all those Elvis cards, and remember you're saying like, can you look at the price guide? Because I we, we would get like the non-sport <laughs> price guide. You yeah. see what these Elvis cards are worth? I'm like, Rob, they're worth like $3. <laughs> <laughs> I 
we would buy. I mean, now look. Ultimately, we just did it as a fun thing. But but yeah, if you add up how much money we spent on this stupid, oh, fun, idiotic hobby, comic books and and uh, trading cards and sports, I still cards. have I still have like ten monster boxes of you know eight thousand count boxes of cards. It's ridiculous. What am I gonna do with them? I don't know. Nothing. They're worthless. I can't, you can't even recycle them. <laughs> Why not? They, they don't recycle those. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, no, anyway. you can't. You can't even sell them because the shipping is too much. Because they weigh too much. I know. You got to find a local person. Nah, they don't even want them. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like VHS tapes. Yeah, I know. Nobody wants them. Eight <laughs> track. Did I ever take you in my arms, look you in the eye, tell you that I do? Did I ever open up my heart, let you look inside?